everybody, this is Keith, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 28th, 2023. Vacation is getting ready to wrap up. I did not bring my laptop or my any other devices, so that is why I don't have the cool, fancy intro, uh, the professional voiceover and uh, by the gentleman that I hired several months ago, so you'll have to pardon me for that. So I've been gone for several days, I'm flying back tomorrow. Then in Frankfurt, Germany, my girlfriend and I came over and we stayed with uh, my son and his wife, my daughter-in-law. And uh, there's a whole other interesting dynamic to that whole thing, but I won't, I won't bore you with that. So we've been here for several days and had an absolutely fantastic time. Just a few things that I've noticed. Uh, we have several people from around the world that listen to this podcast, so a lot of this is just going to be a repeat. You guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But for folks in the States who have limited travel abroad or have never been abroad, uh, there are several things that are very unique. Let's just keep this to say to the EU, to Germany in particular, that I think are um, of something to note. When it comes to transportation and public transportation here in the EU, it is absolutely vital. Most people use that for most of their uh, most of their needs to get to work, to get to the store, to go on vacation, to go to a different country. Uh, some people don't realize that you know Germany, France, some of these other countries, they're very small compared to the United States. So the infrastructure for public transportation in these major cities has been around forever, and with the exception of like New York, Chicago, um, L.A., uh, Boston. In, in major uh, U.S. cities, outside of those cities, there's really not a reliable public transportation system here in the United States. Well, here in the EU, you can almost set your watch by the time of the arrival and the departures of the bus, the uh, call it just for the sake of conversation, call it the subway, the regional trains, the high-speed trains, and then the trains that go uh, between the countries. So now uh, the EU being the EU, you no longer have to stop at a border. So going Germany to France, you just get on the train and you go right into France. So it's a member nation of the EU. There's no uh, getting off the train. There's no customs. There's nothing like that. So ease of travel is, uh, is, is, is very nice, uh, given those facts. Um, gas is approximately $6 a gallon. Once you convert the euros and liters to dollars, in gallons, so a bit pricey. Vehicles here are more expensive than back home. The vehicles here are very, very small compared to the vehicles back home. You won't see, I saw one Dodge Ram uh, 2500, um, saw a couple Range Rovers and Land Rovers, a couple Mercedes SR SUVs, but the most part, um, Opals and you know, there's a lot of, you know, Fords and Chevys and stuff like that, but much, uh, much smaller vehicles. And of course, they're named differently over here. A uh, Jeep, um, a, let's see, a Jeep Liberty at home is the Jeep Renegade here. So a lot of times the names don't, uh, don't translate um, the same as they do in, in the, in the host country. So traveled around, went to several different cities, saw some, saw some fantastic sites. So a few of the things that are kind of unique, um, especially to where we're staying here in Frankfurt, is the building construction. Uh, the apartments that we're staying in are made of concrete uh, versus wood. And I guess that's because of, uh, well, concrete is less expensive. Uh, wood, it, it, you know, it is a natural resource, but it is, you know, you, you can plant new trees. Wood is easier to work with. 
but um, you know, in concrete, you certainly have, the, I guess, the thermal value, uh, the insulating effect um, over wood, and I guess the ease of putting it up in uh, in pre-constructed blocks, and um, it, it's just easier um, easier to work with in a sense. But there's much more uh, flexibility uh, when it comes to wood. So the apartments um, in this general area, well, in, in most of Frankfurt that I've seen, are in stone, brick or concrete. In cities like this, space is very tight. And in most apartments, the space that is here is utilized. There's not a lot of open areas. You won't find many apartments that folks live in that have, you know, large living rooms, large dining rooms. The dining room is normally part of the kitchen. And one thing that is really unique over here that I don't see in U.S. home construction, and they're probably, you probably can get it on special order, is the insulated windows. Uh, the windows and the doors are very, very heavy, uh, double pane, triple pane, very, very thick. And if you've ever been um, abroad to the EU and you've ever tried to open one of these large windows, it, you know, it's like a window slash door. So you pull the handle up to uh, so it's, at the, it's pointing at the floor. Uh, you, you turn it over to uh, like the nine o'clock position, and then that's the door part. Well, you turn it up from the from the six o'clock to the twelve o'clock, and then you pull it out, and basically it's kind of like a transom. The the door actually tilts out towards you to provide some ventilation. Now, uh, where we're staying, all of the windows do that. In addition to that, uh, to help with uh, controlling temperature because most of your apartments do not have air conditioning because of the um, the thermal properties, the, uh, the conductivity or whatever you want to call it, the concrete, there are blinds. Now, the apartments in this area have automa automatic like steel blinds. You push a button, they come down over the windows, and it not only would keep out um, the rain, if you wanted to keep the windows open, it keeps out the wind, and it keeps obviously it keeps out keeps out the sunlight. So your room is very dark. And then you can put them, you know, what up down, up up a little bit, down a little bit. And there's also the uh, ability to uh, change the angle, so a little less light, a little more light. And I've known that to be a part of of European home construction for an awful long time. Here in the United States, there are homes along the coast. I call them like hurricane shutters or hurricane shades. If there's a hurricane coming, you press the button, and it's electric, and these metal grating type of sheets drop down, and it completely closes off um, the home, and it, you know, it saves the glass and the, and the window frame itself. But that is meant for security, and obviously if there's a hurricane or a bad storm, it's not necessarily uh, made to help keep the home cool or necessarily keep light out um, at the end of the day. If There are some toilets that I've noticed in the United States. Uh, finally, there are two different buttons. There's like a number one and number two button. Um, if you're just peeing, uh, you press the smaller button. And if you need to go number two, you press the number two button or the larger button. And more water actually is used to flush the toilet. So, you know, I'm not exactly a card-carrying member of the Sierra Club, nor do I write a check to Greenpeace every other week. But it's nice to see, um, you know, people being good stewards of the economy and doing what they can, certainly to keep their own um, their own bills down, their water bill, their electricity bill. 
Germany recently took offline its last nuclear reactor. I believe that was the seventh one and the last one. So it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, power bills do um, here here in the near future. And we're staying here with uh, with my son and my daughter-in-law, his wife. Uh, my girlfriend came with me, and so we're we have been staying with them, and we have an absolute fantastic time. One cool thing about the apartments around here, and it's it's pretty much kind of a it's kind of, I guess, citywide, at least in this part of the city, that there are quiet hours. And uh, from 10.30, I believe, till 7, there's quiet hours, and you can you can get fined. It's not really like an HOA, but, you know, you can get fined if you're having loud parties. As long as you turn the music off when, when um, the quiet hours start, you're fine. You can have all the parties you want. The great thing about the concrete is it's very sound deadening. I have not heard anybody uh, uh, walk above us. I haven't heard anybody walking out into the hallway. Uh, like I said, the doors are very, very thick. So not only the added security, uh, and there are no wooden doors in this apartment complex. There are wooden doors in older apartments and older buildings, sure. But these are heavy steel doors that have uh, a very, very robust uh, locking mechanism. So again, it, there's always something, there's always pros and cons to everything, but it's nice to get away, uh, you know, from home, you know, whether you're going two states away or two countries away and just see how people do different things. When it comes to sustainability, again, recycling is just part of their culture, whereas home in the United States, it's not. So they recycle paper, glass, and then just like general, uh, like packaging materials, so there's like a little trash can um, in the kitchen here. And if you, I don't know, take the wrapper off a thing of chocolate, that's going to go into packaging. If you have a piece of paper, a receipt, that's going to go into the little paper side. And then you have your um, your glass uh, bottles for soda, beer, water, juice, and then the uh, plastic bottles. So plastic and glass bottles for pretty much the same thing. Well, the great thing about that is uh, the grocery store is right across the street. This is a relatively uh, densely populated neighborhood with grocery stores and restaurants easily within walking distance. And everyone, you know, it, bicycles are all over the place. Almost sometimes I see more bikes than cars on the road with people going about their uh, their daily business. So when you go to the grocery store, if you have four or five bottles of water, you put it into this little machine and it scans the barcodes and it's going to give you a credit. So the other day we took over some beer bottles, some water bottles, some apple wine bottles, and we ended up getting like six euro fifty. So six point five euros. It's almost dollar or cents for cents. So let's just say six and a half dollars, six dollars and fifty cents. It's a little uh, coupon. We took it into Aldi, and you can either put it towards that purchase, or you can give it to the cashier, and they'll give you um, you know six point five euros uh, for the for the recycling. You know, here in the U.S., at least in my neighborhood, if you want your stuff recycled, you have to pay for it. So for $11 a month, the, um, the, the waste company, the trash company, will give me a big green tote, and I can throw my glass, my paper, and my plastic into this green tote, and for $11 a month, they will pick it up for me to then be recycled. And that seems kind of odd to me that, they're, I have to pay somebody for them to pick up the recycling. And, it, it, you know, I guess if you want to do that, you know, you're doing something for your economy, you feel better about yourself, whatever you want to call it. But to me, it's just not worth it. 
Now here, people are encouraged because one, it's, it's, it's pretty much mandated and it's like it's ingrained in the culture. So it's not, oh, you know, what's this new rule that we have to, um, recycle glass or why do we have to recycle plastic bottles all of a sudden? It's just something that's always been done. And, you know, the countries here are so much more smaller than, you know, what, you know, what we have back home. Uh, you know, you could probably fit 50 Germanys within the United States or whatever it may be. So th there's not a lot of room to work with and uh, they make the most out of, out of what they have. And I guess out of the, out of, out of the space, very good space utilization, I guess you could say. So when it comes to gardens, uh, the apartment complex, uh, there's plenty of grass, there's plenty of trees, but there's nowhere to have an individual garden. And I completely forgot about the tens of thousands of these little gardens on the outskirts of Frankfurt in pretty much any city in the EU. Um, it's called uh, like garden allotment. So you can, you can always Google uh, garden allotment, Frankfurt, Berlin, uh, Moscow, Paris, whatever you want to do. And it's really kind of cool. These are very small pieces of land, um, you know, just several hundred square feet. And a lot of people have these little shacks on them. And they kind of look like mini tiny homes. And they go to it on the weekend. You put a little flag up your flagpole to let your neighbors know. And they have their little gardens. And it, one, it's a way to get away from the city, the hustle and bustle of the, and bustle of the city. And it's, it's certainly like a lot of us do back home. We have our little gardens in our backyard. Well, these folks get on the train or ride their bikes. They may have to take the train five minutes or 15 minutes or maybe a, a walk or a bike ride. And the family goes to their little they're like really big sheds. Some of them look in really, really bad condition. And some of them have been taken care of. There's little satellite dishes. I've seen a couple solar panels. And I guess you just, you know, you make the most of what you have. Well, there's a waiting list for these. And it's, it's you know, the waiting list is, is very, very long. There are a lot of rules. You know, you have to keep um, the, the garden tended. You can't let weeds overgrow it. You have to keep it, you know, in basically pretty good shape. And, you know, to get one of these, you can uh, check into like there's like a garden allotment association. So there's like little, I don't want to call it an HOA, but there's like a group you can go to that says, hey, uh, we oversee the 600 gardens in this little neighborhood outside of Frankfurt. Here's our website. Come by and see us. Here's our office, whatever it happens to be. So it's really, really neat. Um, it's certainly a way to grow your own food, um, not pay the prices that you're going to pay in the grocery store. And again, it's, you know, little sustainability given back, you know, to the environment and able to cut down your grocery bill a little bit here and there. So as far as prepping, the information that I was able to find uh, on the Internet here is very, very sparse. I'm sure there's, sure there's some uh, local uh, boards or Facebook groups or something like that, but I wasn't able to find a lot of information about prepping in Germany, prepping groups, that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm sure they're there somewhere. So when we go to the economics of Germany, Germany has now officially entered into a recession, and it's in the newspapers. They're talking about it, unlike the United States, when we actually entered a recession, gosh, maybe a year ago. But um, the party in power decided to change the definition of a recession Whereas I believe it was what two quarters of the GDP drops by a certain percent, maybe it's three quarters. Anyway, we hit that mark in the U.S. last year, and instead of saying we were in a recession, they just changed the definition, so they kind of moved the goalpost. But 
again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. We all know that we've been in a recession uh, for quite some time. So food prices here are more expensive than they are back home, but they are not crazy. The selection of food in the grocery stores is absolutely fantastic. It's better than I've ever seen it before. And I've been, uh, my first trip to Europe when it was Europe was in 1989. Um, went to West Germany when it was still East and West, went to West Berlin, East Berlin, but that's a whole different, whole different podcast. But um, I think things have improved um, over time. It went into uh, Aldi, and there's another fancier grocery store called Attica, I believe, Attica, Attica, that was right below it, uh, the floor down. And, the, of course, if you've ever been to an Aldi in the United States, Aldi's a German company, the, you, the grocery stores look exactly the same. If you were to walk in, close your eyes and walk into an Aldi in Frankfurt, you would think you're in Aldi, you know, back in your, back in your hometown. But Attica is a little more, a little more highbrow, I guess you could say, the selection of cheese, of course, we're in, you know, the, a lot of meats and cheeses that's, um, you know, in, in bread and cheese and butter and stuff. That's, they call it brochen, which is the buns or the, the baked bread here in Germany. That's just a, a, a typical, um, European breakfast. You take the brochen, put some butter, uh, they call it schinken, like lunch meat, whatever. Um, bologna, ham, salami. There's three different types of salami there. It's in a, a huge, huge selection. Then you go over to um, the meats, a huge selection of meats, the selection of water. Uh, so you got bottled water, glass water, and then the water hill, they call it still or water with gas. So it's carbonated or non-carbonated. Dozens and dozens of uh, different uh, different types of each. And then beer, holy crap, we're in Germany, 7,000 types of beer. Uh, big beers, little beers, uh, beers with the fancy tops, the beers with the pop top. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No pop tops, uh, twist tops. And um, also the the, what, the Grolsch, I guess is the Grolsch top, the ceramic uh, stopper with a little metal cage that goes over it. Uh, those are still there. And again, you bring those back. You bring those cans back. You bring those bottles back, the glass beer bottles, and you get credit for them. As I was leaving Attica the other day, I saw a little cooler and I saw a stone IPA. So Stone Brewery is located in California and in Richmond, Virginia. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they have Stone IPA. Five dollars a can. And I thought it would be cool if it was a dollar or two a can. Hey, look at me. I'm drinking an American beer, you know, 6,000 miles away from home. But I did not pay five dollars or well, five euro, pretty much five dollars a can uh, for a um, for a Stone IPA. Again, I'm not a big drinker, and I thought it'd be kind of cool, but I'm not paying five euro for what costs a lot less back home. Shoot, I haven't bought that in ages, so it's probably a six pack of that might be like nine or ten dollars back home, which would make it, you know, 30, 30 euros here. So certainly, certainly not an expense that I wanted to, uh, that I wanted to go ahead and spend that on. Um, back home, my garden is doing very well. Uh, my dad's been taking care of the animals, taking care of the chickens. Chickens are doing very well. The garden's doing very well. The, uh, we got some, uh, rain coming in here to Richmond for the next three days. Pretty, uh, uh, pretty much the East Coast is gonna have a soaking rain for three days. So that is certainly gonna help. And I'm actually gonna go ahead and start doing my research on expanding my garden into a fall garden. And I'm actually gonna go ahead and get a tiller and actually till up some ground and not go completely, uh, 
with the um, the raised beds. I'm actually going to go ahead and, and dig into the ground a little bit and get some fencing for it uh, just to see how I can do. So, you know, I, I think I've done pretty well so far. Uh, they Everything seems to be doing well. Not a lot of bugs. They seem to be growing um, at the rate they should be. And so I think I'm going to go ahead and expand it a little bit and, uh, and, and see what I can do there and uh, see what we got going on uh, with the fall. So again, everybody, thanks again for uh, stopping by and listening in. I was heading back to the States tomorrow, be a full day of travel, and probably later on in the week, uh, late this week, I will go ahead and, and get back to my normal uh, podcast schedule when I obviously have access to my laptop and everything at home. So folks, get, thanks again for listening in. I really, really appreciate it. And always, be safe, take care of one another, and until next time.